Welcome to Life in Purple, providing you with the latest from women entrepreneurs, amazing mums, human interest stories and celebrity guests. Your host, Laura Sprague, discusses women's topics such as success, empowerment, perseverance, lifestyle and much more. Laura also offers a fun and unique perspective while providing listeners with valuable tips on how to successfully conquer the many issues women may face. Come experience your life in purple. And now, here's your host, the life coach with the most, Laura Sprague. Hello, Lip Talk Nation. Welcome to Life in Purple. I'm your host, Laura Sprague, and thank you so much for listening to this episode. Lip Talk Nation, you are awesome, and I appreciate your support. But before I introduce our guest for today, I want to remind you of our most recent episode with Caroline Gorder, who shares her tips on how to speak so others will listen. That's Caroline Goiter. She talks about speaking so others will listen. So if you haven't had a chance to catch our previous episodes, visit liptalknation.com and there you'll find more resources to help you live a life in purple. On our show today, we have an amazing mom, author, and certified parent coach, Kathy Tonbaugh. Kathy works with parents across America who have children that are dealing with substance abuse. She provides support and simple action steps for those looking for a way to connect with their children and to help them overcome such abuse. She also works with the Parent Support Network for the Partnership for Drug-Free Kids and have been part of their parent support coaching program since August of 2013. Kathy has a ton of value to share with you, Lip Talk Nation. But before we get into that, I want to say welcome to the show, Kathy. How are you today? Uh, Thanks so much. I am doing just great today. Thank you. I appreciate being on your show. Thanks for asking. You are so awesome, Kathy. You have such a great story of triumph, and you're doing great things for families all across the nation. Kathy, but before we get into our tips, you know, for parents, will you share with us where you are from and how you got your start as a parent coach? Sure, absolutely. Um, I am from Northern California. Um, been a California girl most of my life since actually a very young age. So I got my start as a parent coach really because of my own personal experience. I have a daughter who uh, went down the roads. We found at 19 that she was um, using heavy drugs, uh, crystal meth. And then I have a son who became quite dependent on marijuana for a period of his life. So, and I have three children. So two out of the three, it really struck me and pulled kind of the rug out from under me as a parent uh, on how this could have happened and why our family has gone down this road. So I had been a teacher for quite a number of years and was at the end of my teaching career and decided to take on a new position to try something different and started a website and a blog for parents or anyone really who was interested in substance use and how they can help their families. And from that, I grew to becoming a parent coach. In the meantime, I was approached by the Partnership for Drugs for Kids and worked for them and continue to work for them as a volunteer parent coach. So that aligned with you know, I kind of have two hats. I have my volunteer coaching with the partnership, and then I also have my own private coaching practice. So 
that's how I got started. And it's been a very rewarding and interesting journey, actually. So one that I've enjoyed. Kathy, I... I commend you. You are so brave coming out and really talking about what is a taboo topic. Uh, For many years, there have been a lot of people needing support. And you, it sounds like you said enough is enough. People do need the support. And I love how you started it with the website and your blog just to really provide um, a release for you. And then it created this momentum. People started reaching out to you. So again, a hero for coming out with this and providing support for these people. Kathy, I can't even begin to imagine what it's like to have a child dealing with substance abuse. My kids are six and five right now. And you mentioned that you have a daughter who was dealing with crystal meth and a son who did marijuana. Kathy, I I can't imagine, like I said, but you mentioned that you have your own experience with this. What were some of the obstacles that you faced when you found out about your kids and their drug abuse? Well, I think you touched on it when you mentioned the taboo subject. I think that is one of the first things that that comes up for parents. And that came up for me too. Who do you talk to? Who do you tell? And this is so embarrassing you know, being a, a teacher, you would, you know, you, you as a parent, I, I know another parent who was in education too, and you feel like you're the parent who should really know what's going on and, you know, that your kids should not enter into that arena. So it's a very awkward situation, especially at the beginning. And the obstacles, you know, are out there. There, It's hard to know who to talk to. It's hard to know who to call for help. I called my um, pediatrician who, you know, was somewhat helpful, but most of the doctors right now, the pediatricians are not completely schooled on, on substance use. But luckily I was able to connect with a educational consultant and we did some interventions and educational consultant and also a, uh, did some counseling for my kids and our family. And I joined different support groups at that point. So slowly, piece by piece, I kind of found my way. But I want to say it is very, um, parents really just have to try different things. There's no, one size does not fit all. Every situation isn't the same. And many parents, um, you have to kind of try different things and see what works for your children. And that's the tough part because parents really want, want it fixed. You want to go from finding out that your child's using to that point where how can I fix it? What are the words that I can say? What are the action steps that I can take that can fix this problem? And it's just not that easy. It's really a journey and a path that families have to take to find the answers. So, but the stigma and the shame is still big. It's unfortunate. I think we're talking about more than we used to in the past, but still is a big problem for parents who discover their children are using substances. It's, it's definitely an honor, Kathy, to share your story and your, your passion because I believe that we should start talking about the issues that we all face. And I, I can relate so much only on the level of wanting my child to understand something quickly, wanting them to overcome something really fast. And a lot of the listeners out there can relate to this specifically. You mentioned that it's hard waiting. You have to try and test things to see what works for your kids. I love that you give permission for that because there's not one set way. But I heard you say that you gathered your support system, which I'm a huge fan of because I believe if you should conquer or anything, you do need that support and there is support and you're not alone. Kathy, when did you realize that there were other parents needing support? 
Well, as I started learning more about substance use, I went to support groups in my area. I called a friend who um, had gone down this road with her kids, and she was really the only one that I knew. And so she was great and took me to a 12-step meeting, a parent, you know, Al-Anon meeting. And that was one of the first places I started to learn and get some help from other parents and support in conjunction with professionals to help my, my, my kids get their lives back on track. But as I sat in the different rooms and I listened to the different stories, you just realize that this is um, addiction or drug use doesn't discriminate. It can touch families of all sizes and shapes, of all varieties, um, all professions across the country. It just is touching everyone these days, unfortunately. And the need is so great. Uh, our prescription drug use issue has become epidemic, which then leads to um, heroin for many of the kids, unfortunately. And then with the marijuana has been so frequent in the different states and now more and more states are legalizing it, which has its pros and cons. I I do see the pros and cons on both, but I do think it does encourage more young people to feel like it's an okay drug to use. So that seems to be rampant in so many of the high schools. But as I started reaching out to other people, I realized how, how much of a problem this was. And one of the things I did learn from the the Partnership for Drug-Free Kids was a wonderful approach called the CRAFT approach. And this stands for Community Reinforcement and Family Training. And we have found with the CRAFT approach, rather than go with the tough love and kind of turning your back on your child or letting them go or letting them hit rock bottom, which can be devastating for families because you don't really know where that rock bottom is going to be. The craft approach reaches out to families with positivity, kindness, optimism, and teaching parents how to talk to their kids in a better way so that um, they can respond and not be so confrontational. And the stats show really that it is a better option for families. There's more of a chance that your child will seek recovery or seek help or make positive change when using this approach rather than the, within the tough love. So, but it is, you know, I see so many, and now with the parents calling me or writing in, you just, I just see it everywhere, which is unfortunate, but um, hopefully as time goes on, we can do things in our communities and in our, in our nation to try to curb this problem. This makes me really excited. I'm nodding my head the whole time on this answer. You said something so important. I want to repeat it a little bit for Lip Talk Nation. At the beginning of your answer, Kathy, you said drug abuse does not discriminate. I want everyone to write that down. I want them to grab a hold of that because people can be like, um, only certain types of people do drug abuse and then they're the uh, poor people or uh, all kinds of different scenarios go on and they're stereotyped anyway. So I love that you said that drug abuse does not discriminate because it can be anyone, especially because the prescription drug abuse is an epidemic. You, prescription drugs are readily available and then it's really hard for, like you said, teenagers to get off them once they have felt relief in in some way and then the marijuana topic but then you also mentioned this craft approach and it gave me goosebumps because I love that it's it's part of positivity it's all about reinforcing the love and support for these kids instead of turning your back which I think has caused a lot of families problems when they tried this technique um, over and over again way back in the day I I just love that you pointed that out so lip talk nation so important 
drug abuse does not discriminate and uh, we need to show support like you are, Kathy. Thank you so much. So um, as we continue moving forward, you have written a couple books and I want you, yes, to share with us um, specifically what these books are about. One is called Parents to PhD and you have another one called 101 Natural Highs for an Amazing Drug-Free Life. So will you tell us a little bit about these books? Oh, I'm sure will. Thank you so much for asking. Um, my first one, that 101 Natural Highs from Amazing Drug-Free Life, is a very simple ebook. And the point of the book is just to remind people who are in recovery or who want to just get back into a positive, healthy life of all the different things that life has to offer. So it just gives different tips and articles on um, where to go and go do different activities. And then there's some links in there to find different um, how to join different sports. So, for example, if you wanted, you know, someone that was maybe using drugs or alcohol usually gives up so much of their activities that they love. So maybe someone, a man maybe that loved to play baseball might want to join a baseball league or something like that. And there's links in there on how to find those kinds of teams in every kind of city, you know, that you would live in, that kind of thing. So it just is a reminder of things that can make our life fun and joyful again and to bring joy in just the everyday activities that we engage in. And then parents to PhDs are a number of interviews with not only parents, but PhDs. The two PhDs um, are uh, Dr. Foote, who is one of the people behind this craft approach. And he, uh, their, their organization, Motivation for Center, um, the Center for Motivation and Change, linked up with the Partnership for Drug-Free Kids. And so the two organizations have worked together to really try to get this craft approach out to different families. Um, and then the other one is um, Dr. Myers, who is the founder or the father of um, the craft approach. And but then there's other lots of parents in there. Dr. Uh, David Schaff is a well well known parent who's been a huge advocate for uh, recovery and helping families find recovery for their children. And then a, d- a number of different other people in there too that. Uh, counselors and um, advocates and other parents who share their interviews. And so you can kind of get a different, it gives you a, a perspective of different approaches. So you can run and read their ideas and how you can use some of those ideas to help your family. Um, Christopher Lawfer was one that was in there too, that I really, his interview was, I really enjoyed um, Christopher Kennedy Lawfer. He Really wrote a great book as well. And he has a great, a number of really good tips for families too. He's another one that's a little bit more well known. So those are the, both of the books and, um, they're, neither one of them are too long. So they're fairly short reads. And so hopefully I can give parents some tips and help to get them in a better place. Yes, clearly, Kathy, I can see that you offer resources. Lip Talk Nation, oh my goodness, you've got to get her books because they are filled with stories that you can relate to and also those resources where you don't know what to do. She has tons of information available for you for different methods and approaches. And that's why I I wanted you to explain your books, Kathy. Um, I love your efforts and how you empower people to find their inner strength. Many of the listeners right now are craving that information on how to do this. What would be a key step uh, to developing inner strength? Well, I think it starts, honestly, with self-compassion. I think for parents that are going through this with their children or going through any crisis or challenge with their family is to take some time 
to really have self-compassion for yourself, to realize that, you know, you're just, this is a part of a human experience, that you are not a failure as a parent, you are doing the best that you can, and to kind of give yourself a break. Um, The other, another tip would be really facing the reality of your life. I think so often when we go down the road of substance use with our kids, you know, there's a whole denial period. I know I went through that. I know other parents go through that where you think, oh, it's, you know, this is going to, um, it's a teenage issue. My child will grow out of this, or, um, you know, this isn't as bad as I think it, you know, that people think it is and, uh, that kind of thing. And, and so I think it's important to really dig in and face the reality of what is going on with your kids. And I know for parents that are going through this, it really, you need to pull yourself up from the bootstraps, honestly, to deal with it. It's like, for example, I have a parent I was talking to recently and, and they're, they're struggling with, you know, how to be a strong parent with their child. They have tried to work through the different issues and they're having trouble, you know, like setting limits and boundaries. And that is not uncommon. So often our kids, you know, you want to trust them, you want to believe in them, but it's also important to make them responsible for their actions and, you know, bring forth their honesty and trust and that kind of thing. So it's like really digging into what's going on. And then I I think the third one for me would be being open and willing to change. So uh, I love working with parents because there's so many of them are, they realize that they've kind of gone down this dark road and they're ready to get back on track, get their kids on track, and they know they need to do work, their children need to do work, and they're ready to dig their heels in and really um, help their family get on a healthier way. So those are things that I think can help you be strong, be strong for yourself. And then when you are strong as a parent and you are strong as a, as a person, it's a reflection for your children. You then become a role model that your children can see that they can also have strength. They can also be the person that they really want to be and were meant to be and to take, make healthier choices. So that for me is, is some of the thing areas that I find that inner strength touches on. And it's not easy. <laughs> not easy. <laughs> By all means, you said uh, several things that I wanted Lip Talk Nation to grab a hold of. But the most important one, I think, is you are not a failure as a parent if your child is dealing with this. I love that you said that. You're giving permission because we can blame ourselves for what our kids do and especially when they are dealing with such abuse and knowing that it's harming their bodies and I love that you said that you are not a failure but giving us specific things to understand having self-compassion you know on yourself and understanding yourself to deal with your kids and denial is part of the process it's not just a teenage thing and I love how you uh, confess to us and yourself your vulnerability because you were in denial for a while it's just something that can happen so lip talk nation very vulnerable moment right here but know also that you can be open to change I'm going to give you permission lip talk nation Uh, Kathy just gave it to you as well be open to change. That, again, gave me goosebumps. As people are beginning to utilize your resources, Kathy, what are some things that people can look forward to about addiction and recovery? Well, great question. I appreciate you asking that. I think for years, we have kind of used a traditional approach with 
addiction and recovery. And for many, that works very well. Um, that is something that's been in place for a while. But I really became very excited when I went back to New York and met with the psychologist from the Center for Motivation and Change and the partnership, because what they're trying to put forth is a science-based, research-based approach that helps parents really look at, first of all, why their child is going down this road. So that's one of the first steps that parents you want to address is what is motivating your child. And then they also work with, again, the positive reinforcement, how you can talk to your child in a positive way, uh, using the language that you use, the way you approach your child. When your child becomes, I think so often when our kids go into these um, negative way, you know, areas, we become so frustrated and angry and resentful that our kids are not listening to us and they're not following our direction and that kind of thing, that it's hard to remember to be positive. But that is the nugget that will pull them back, is reminding them of what they do well and that inner person that they really are. So uh, the, the craft approach is really what I base my coaching on. Of course, the coaching and that kind of um, the information on the website comes from all different places and I love sharing lots of different ideas, but I love the coaching with the kindness, the positivity, the empathy, again, um, the positive reinforcement, and then also allowing your child to take responsibility. So it's not just being a cheerleader for our child, but it's also letting them feel the consequences of their choices. So those are some of the approaches that I like to use um, as far, and the other real biggie and the foundation really for change is personal self-care. So really addressing your own personal care as far as how are you exercising as a parent? Are you exercising? Are you eating well? Are you taking walks? Are you meditating? Are you writing in a journal? What is it that you're doing that can help you be a better parent and filling your own cup up? That's one of the main places that we start. Because if a parent's depleted and tired, not getting enough sleep, that kind of thing, it's very difficult to be completely 100% present for their child. So um, I like to approach this topic being positive. I think kindness and being optimistic is what many parents feel that they can really grab onto and understand. Um, they The harsh approach is very difficult for parents. Letting their children go, detaching these kinds of things is extremely hard for parents. And so in the end, in many ways, it doesn't really work because parents aren't really comfortable doing that. I mean, these are our children that we gave birth to. We love them. How can we turn our back on our kids? And even as adults, even if our child is through high school and is a young adult, there are still things that we can do to help them. Um, there's still ways that we can help them change and become, you know, the person that they really want to be. So those are some of the things that they can find. And there is a craft um, link on my website that they can go into and see all the craft books and the craft um, links and information and resources there. And then there, the blog also has lots of different articles and things that people can find. Kathy, you just gave us a lot of conviction and passion right now. And personally, I'm convicted. This is something, when you talk about the personal care, and yes, the kindness approaching and empathy and positivity, this is something that I am personally convicted about. So that's why when you mentioned the personal self-care is how are you treating yourself? So Kathy, I was addicted to negativity and, and, and a lot of people may not be aware of this. And I have my own, I guess, little theory about it, but I was 
um, hurting myself, self-sabotaging myself. It was very easy for me to um, get addicted to prescription drugs. I liked Ultram. I liked how I felt on it, you know, but um, I was very aware as as well. I want to make sure that as a parent, I teach my kids how to take care of themselves at a young age because it's very difficult, like you said, uncomfortable when they get older. And so your approach is beautiful. I love that you you do the craft approach and stepping on my toes, Lip Talk Nation, stepping on your toes. But it is so important to take care of yourself. Let them have responsibility, Give, like you said in your answer as well. Kids need to have that responsibility and consequences to their actions. All right, so moving on, I love asking successful people and coaches what their morning routine looks like. Not so that I can mimic or the listeners can mimic or do exactly what you do, but to gain insight on how you should have a, a productive day. So what does your morning routine look like? Do you have affirmations, meditation? I know you mentioned that earlier and exercise. What does your morning routine look like? Um, for my morning, it can vary, but what I love to include in my morning routine is the meditation, and I, I find that very soothing and calming, and it just kind of brings you down. And I actually came through meditation from yoga. I practice yoga, and from that, which I love, and then it kind of brought me back to um, meditation. So I might even do a few yoga poses, too, in the morning as well. Um, and then I do really love journal writing. For me, that has just been such a gift. I, I love the Julia Morgan pages and you write three pages a day. And I love that because it just gives you a starting point and an ending point. It, you just vent, you know, whatever it is that's on your mind. And I find that for me personally is very helpful. So that's kind of my, it's not real long. It's pretty much that's my morning routine, but I do like to come outside. I love nature. So I, I have quite a few plants in my in your yard. So another thing that's nice is to come outside in the morning and just kind of be with the plants, give them a little water, see what's going on in the backyard and kind of breathe in some nice fresh air. And then that kind of gets me going for my day. I do try really hard to stay off the computer. That is one of my main goals, stay off that computer and stay off the phone and all that for a while, you know, maybe give myself at least an hour to just get up and do some other things and stay away from the technology, um, give myself a break from that. But that helped me get my day started. Oh, that's so beautiful. You tickled my soul, Kathy, when you said you try to stay away from the computer for the first hour. I do the same thing because I'm like, I need to have that meditation time and calming. I love that you do yoga. So Lip Talk Nation, I hope that you are gleaning some of this and what you can add to your day to help you have a productive day. Kathy, thank you so much for sharing your story and being vulnerable with us. It's time to move to the part of the show where we get to know you on a fun level. We call this our lightning round. The questions are simple, easy to answer. Just answer the first thing that comes to your mind. Kathy, are you ready? Sure. Go fire away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's confidence in I that know, voice. <laughs> if you could have a superpower, what would it be? I think I would love to be able to fly. Flying sounds great to me. Ha, ha, ha. This is our, our number one answer. <laughs> Kathy, you nailed it. <laughs> How do you like your coffee? Well, the coffee is tricky for me. I actually gave up coffee quite a few years ago. I love mochas. I love to go down to one of my coffee shops in the town and get a mocha occasionally. But actually, I usually drink green tea in the morning. So I've kind of tried to move away from the coffee. This has been a popular answer recently. I'm going to have to dive into this green tea thing. (laughs) I like chai, but that's awesome. That's good for you. Uh That's very healthy. (laughs) Yes. All right. What is your most embarrassing moment? Well, I, you know, I was trying to think back on that and I have 
so many, obviously, most, most embarrassing moments. Um, probably one time at a friend's wedding, I, I caught my heel and I fell down and slipped. And that was very embarrassing. I, it was a good laugh, but uh, it was not what you want to be doing when you're all dressed up in a wedding. <laughs> Did you hurt yourself? No, I did not hurt myself. Oh. It was just awful. Oh my goodness. It's just looking stupid hurt myself. You know? It's like, okay. Right. At a wedding. Yeah, at a wedding. It's like, all right. <laughs> all dressed up. I know. Oh, goodness. Oh, what is your favorite food? I love Mexican food. I've always have. Uh, I love I love food in general. But uh, Mexican food, I think, comes back as my um, all-time favorite. I keep going back to that often. Ooh, la, la. That's what I'm going to say to that. Mexican food, <laughs> Lip Talk Nation. <laughs> oh, and what is one thing that you can't live without? Well, you know, I wasn't sure if I would go with family, which I couldn't live without. But the other thing that I think would be hard for me to really live without, too, is uh, my exercise shoes. If we're talking about an object. That would be something I love to be able to make sure I have walking shoes or running shoes so I can get in them and go. I mean, that's just my comfort. But um, I'm going to probably squeeze two of those in. But yes, but <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, that's okay, and I love that family, of course, and exercise shoes. That's amazing. All right, final question of the lightning round, Kathy. What is your favorite color? Oh, my favorite color is uh, I what I would call it burgundy. It's kind of that wine burgundy uh, color between red and pink. I love that color. Ah, mm -hmm. and perfect season coming up for that. That's Check right. Out. Yeah, that's right. Great fall <laughs> color. Perfect. <laughs> Oh, my goodness, Kathy, you're so fun. You have valuable tips for us. Thank you so much for sharing those fun facts about you. Before we close out, Kathy, on the interview, do you have any final tips or words of encouragement for the listeners who feel like they are struggling to help their kids overcome substance abuse? Absolutely. I mean, I think the thing I'd say to parents all the time is, you know, you're not alone is the first thing that please realize, unfortunately, that there are many that are struggling with this issue. and um, that there is hope for your child. Uh, you want a parent, you, I want parents to know that, you know, for any child, anyone can change. I'm, I've heard of horror stories of the, you know, most, you know, person who's just gone down this really long, awful road and they were able to change and get back on track um, with work and effort and time. So there is hope for anyone to, to change. Um, so I, and the other thing I would mention is to make sure to reach out. Do not stay isolated. Do not succumb to the stigma and shame. Reach out to other people. Reach out uh, wherever you can to get help and support. You know, there is support out there and there are many people willing to help you. I love it. Kathy, those, that is very encouraging. You are not alone, Lip Talk Nation. If you know someone uh, or have friends that are dealing with the substance abuse or their kids are dealing with substance abuse, they, you are not alone. And there is hope, Kathy. Beautiful. It takes work, effort, and time. I love that you said that as well. And people can heal, especially those dark stories that you were talking about and how they can overcome them. Kathy, thank you so much for being on our show and sharing your passion and vulnerability with us. I know that we only touched on a little of what you are doing so will you share with us where we can find out more about you and get your books and about your support groups absolutely um so my website is kathy i'll just spell it because it is a long complicated name it's c-a-t-h-y and then the last name is t-a-u-g-h-i-n-b-a-u-g-h dot com so it's kathy com. And you can find me there. You can find me on Facebook under Treatment Talk. That's the, my name I've had for years, and I haven't changed it. So 
can find me there. And I'm also on Twitter, Google Plus, and all the little social media sites as well. But um, yeah, so I'd love to have anyone stop by. Feel free to drop me an email. My contact page is on there and ask a question or whatever. I'm happy to help if you um, need assistance with your chick kids. Thank you, Kathy. And by the way, Lip Talk Nation, her books are short, sweet, and to the point, offer tons of resources for you to start overcoming and your friends to overcome substance abuse and really to have support, like you said, because you're not alone. Kathy, thank you, thank you, thank you for being on Life in Purple. It's an honor for you to be with us. And uh, Lip Talk Nation, I hope that you've taken a lot of notes. This is the place where the broken can heal and the successful can conquer. Once again, Kathy, it's been a pleasure hearing your story and letting our listeners glean value from your experience. Lip Talk Nation, if you've enjoyed today's episode or one of our previous episodes, I would love to hear from you. Send me that quick email to laura at laurasprague.com and send me a friendly review on iTunes. So as always, we'll see you soon. And what you say is what you become. <laughs>